0: Who?
1: a VHS tape of living scriptures and call it a Sunday School lesson, you're listening to Polygonometry. This is a family podcast where each and every episode, I sit down with a member of my family that's just so big, or just people that I like and enjoy talking to, and we have a small little chitty chat about what it's like having dads who like to build boats for no apparent reason. <laughs> What's up dudes, babes, babe dudes, and dude babes, hi, how's it going? Long time no listen. I am so glad you guys are here and I say that every time but I mean it every time too. Uh, We've been taking a little bit of a break from the podcast as you may have noticed. And uh, it's for good reason, and that reason is I needed to figure my shit out (laughs) personally and emotionally, and we're doing just that. And uh, we have a great episode for you guys today. It's a two-parter. This is the first one, and the guests that we have on the podcast, one of them you might have heard before if you're a uh, frequent listener of the podcast, Rob Devins, returns to the show, and alongside him, we have a third edition by the name of Jacob Whitmer, a.k.a. Moose. All three of us work at the Spokane Comedy Club together. All three of us are comedians, and all three of us grew up in Mormonism or Mormon-adjacent, a.k.a. me. But uh, yeah, we sit down, we have a great discussion about the differences between how we grew up, the differences in uh, preferred church snacks, things that we would draw to keep ourselves occupied, our favorite stories of fast and testimony meeting. And at the very end, my roommate Blade shows up and interrupts us, and then we take a break and grab some beers and that's part two i'm glad you guys are listening if you enjoy the episodes and if you enjoyed the podcast go ahead and hit subscribe on uh, spotify that way you get the alerts for all the episodes that'll be dropping soon yeah i hope everything is going well with you guys and uh, i hope that you guys are doing guys (laughs) enjoy the episode that i have with rob and jacob
2: ligonometry
1: I don't know if you guys cross your legs. I cross my legs. Do you guys, are you leg crossers?
2: I, w- I will, oh wow, that was loud. I will on occasion. Occasionally? Yeah. Leg cross? Yeah. When I want to feel uh, like...
1: Uh, gay?
2: Not elegant. I was <laughs> about to say,
1: gay. I was about to ask you guys if you've ever been called gay because you cross your legs, but... Oh, for sure. Well, just barely. No, we have anecdotal proof. <laughs> Do we need to run the tape back a few seconds?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hold the recording. Let's let's figure it out. I uh I used to be by my uncle's when I was like eight. <laughs> I would I would cross my legs at my grandma's house. Like whenever we were there for like like big holiday dinners, because you know with the big Mormon families, you get like fifty people in the house. There's was a lot of people. Yeah, and so we would just be sitting in the living room. And I would go and cross my legs to eat. And then my uncles would just come up and they'd be like, you know, you should really stop sitting like that. Everybody's going to think you're gay. And uh, yeah, that's the end of that story. So it has happened a couple of times. Yeah, dude. What's the
1: what's the weirdest, most not gay thing that has been assigned to gayness from your childhood? Do you, do you guys remember? I have one, just as an example. Maybe it'll spark some inspiration. What's yours? I was called... All the time because I had good handwriting. Mm. All the time, I could I wrote legibly, and that was like fuck it.
0: You wrote like a woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wrote. I I, yeah, because men are supposed to be like yeah, can't read. Misunderstood. Yeah, this is what we're destined to be.
3: Misunderstood. (laughs) We're two dimensional even on paper.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mine was uh. Snowboarding, I was snowboarding always, was gay. Yeah. yeah, it was always like, um, it was always like you have to ski because only f- snowboard.
3: But skiing's way gayer. I mean, you got two poles in your hand. I was gonna. I say, mean, come on now.
2: I'm with I'm with Moose on this one, dude. See, logically, that's what you'd think, but no. In my whole it's childhood, a lot more, they were a like, do f- not.
1: I feel like, oh, yeah, I, I definitely feel like uh, snowboarding is the manlier of the two, much more or, masculine. Sorry, well, the more hetero. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's not manly versus gay. It's more just
2: hetero versus, versus homo, Hetero yeah, right. yeah, homo. <laughs> when I think of skiing, I think of all of those like 80s like leg warmers skiing clips Ooh, from yeah. the dude. from like like Better Off Dead clips. You know what I I'm talking about? I love that movie. It's a great movie. He's skiing on one ski. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jill, Give me Jill. my $2. Dollars. Who's
1: that John, John Cusack, right? John Cusack. Hell yeah. Uh And that's it, he's the only only (laughs) person in the movie He says the line that I just said Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) But he's the one skiing (laughs) Indeed, it's great Uh, So we have a new guest on the podcast We have a repeat guest now With Rob Devins Hi Rob, before we introduce our new guest I want to formally apologize for my behavior on your last episode It's okay I don't know what got into me that day I was in a bad mood, clearly (laughs) (laughs) And it was a total dick to you, so I'm sorry Hey, it's right. all is forgiven Thank you. It was a great press moment for me, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, your re- your career's really Contract taken off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it's garnered a lot of traction Indeed. online. Yeah, nope. I'm
2: sure tons of people in Malaysia listen to <laughs> it. <Yeah. for> like <laughs> this no, no, look, guy. they
1: talked about it on Rogan. It was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <it's laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, always lovely to talk to you. And then we have a new edition by the name of Moose. Do you, do, are you okay with me saying your So,
3: name? What's up, bitches? <laughs> 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 yeah, Jacob Whitmer, Moose. Yeah.
1: Moose, uh, Moose works with Rob and I at the Spokane Comedy Club as a security guard. Indeed. And is also a former member of the LDS Church.
3: The one and only LDS Church.
1: So, can you give us a little bit of background? on uh your upbringing where you're from kind of the basics
3: yeah dude i'm from uh the west coast of of washington state and i grew up in a half atheist and half mormon household um yeah dude just typical mormon childhood um you know sundays you're going to church and then after church it's you know drinking a beer with dad (laughs) like (laughs) oh really yeah it, it was you know there was there was always. You guys were Jack Mormons. Two parts. Two for two sure. Parts. Jack Mormon. Okay. I, I lived a double life, I would say.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you would basically sin your way through the week and then absolve yourself on Sunday. Absolutely. And kind of, you had a very Catholic approach to Mormonism, it
3: sounds it, for like. For sure, yeah. <laughs> the word of wisdom, that word didn't you know mean much to me. That wasn't a thing. That was a word that wasn't in your dictionary. No. Right <laughs> <either>.
1: <laughs> so what do you mean by that exactly?
3: just I don't know like some of the principles made sense and I think I needed it as a kid cuz I was a little shithead but uh the uh I don't know like not drinking tea or coffee like that that didn't make any sense to me cuz everyone else I knew drank tea and coffee
1: because your your parents and you had just right. examples of people in your life who did partake in the in the
3: horrible liquids in the hot liquids for sure yeah okay. I had both you know what I mean so it's like you go to church and then after church it's like well church is over so now you know be normal again. <laughs> we just did church. <laughs> i just did all the church come I'm, on <laughs> church
1: is over what i gotta be godly now yeah. gotta be a church all week this isn't on? god's house this is my house <laughs> 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 that's funny so you get you had a very loose kind of uh a j not i, w- I don't want to say adjacent yeah. so you went Consistently to church.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I always showed up, um, not by choice, um, but— okay. you didn't enjoy it? No, I did not enjoy it. But I will say I did enjoy, like, the events. You know, there was always some sort of event where everyone got together. Like a gathering. Uh, the YSA
2: or, uh, Singles Dance. Sure, yeah, right, the right, right, right. Turning Dude, up. Oh, the Mormon that's so dances.
3: funny.
1: Okay, so that's, that's a difference that is, is between the AUB and the LDS church. The, the YSA singles dance was not really a thing for us. We had what was called the conference dance. And the conference really? dance was lit, dude. It was awesome. Uh, when I was growing up, we had, we had dance class. My dad was mm-hmm. uh, my dance instructor uh, in fifth and sixth grade. And we learned all these different types of square dances, line dances, the Virginia reel. We had this one. It was one of my favorites. It was called the Teton Mountain Stomp. Oh, damn. That's great. This, this, it, it's a great, great dance. Involves the whole, the whole community. It's basically like getting everybody to do the same moves and stuff mm-hmm. to a certain set of music, and it's really, really fun. And that was kind of our let loose, like, we're going to go and like we're going to dress in our nicest clothes, a.k.a. bolo ties and jeans, <laughs> um, and, hand me da- and hand me down shoes, and uh, go out there and cut a rug, man. It was awesome.
2: So you're telling me if I turn on Cotton Eye Joe right now,
3: you could bust you'll, down.
2: You'll crush it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can get dance. No, not to Cotton Eye Joe specifically, but, but like uh,
2: traditional Western music. I would imagine.
1: Um, yeah, some of it. Uh, I learned how to waltz. I learned how to do the Virginia reel. Some other. It was not like we didn't learn how to do like the tango. Ah. You know, like it was very respectful. And to be honest, like it was so. You're at a very delicate age. In fifth and sixth grade when it comes to like your relationships with the opposite gender Mm -hmm. right and so that is just starting to kind of bud (laughs) and so it's really intimidating and it's at that time where everybody is about to go through puberty or the early bloomers have already started so you're just stinky and gross so to combat that we had our own version of the axe body spray type of stuff where we had to you know we went into the boys bathroom and it was just (laughs) You know, um, but that was the closest any of us were ever going to gonna get to a girl, and it was always like taken with like
3: this reverence of like you got to be respectful. <laughs> yeah, close, but not not too close. Like you yeah. got to, be you able gotta, to gotta have room for Jesus. The Bible in between. There you go. <laughs> you got to yeah. keep
2: the quad in between.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The quad is, is uh, evidently enough the, the same quad. measurement as as mine. Anyway, <laughs> I. Um, I uh, <laughs> Uh, No, it was it was a good time. It's a good time. So tell me about the YSA singles dances They sound like a just a a cesspool of pheromones and and half boners.
2: Well um, So, okay Where to start so I'll start with the youth dances cuz so when you're 14 you finally get you know to go to these Youth dances and basically it's it's every or it's every two weeks uh, on a Saturday so you should have like two a month there's always a really big one on New Year's Eve, uh, where you stay up till midnight and yeah. dance throughout the whole night and everything, Do the whole countdown, all that. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, typically, an all-you-can-eat pancake buffet at those ones. That's why I would always Pan- go because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dance. I would just eat pancakes for like four hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> you just high <laughs> off you, syrup. Yeah. You, you, you approached,
1: you approached the New Year's Eve party that Ron Swanson approaches strip clubs. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, yeah, for the yeah, yeah. that's
2: great. But uh, so you go and it's just four not even four hours because they usually start at eight they usually end at like 10 or so and it's just two hours of like the most mormon dance you can possibly imagine like everybody's doing just like the lawnmower like stupid ass dance moves the whole time and it's and it's to like it's to like what kind of music would they play? To like Counting Stars by One Republic. Oh yes, it's, and like Imagine Dragons stuff oh, like that that Mormon Imagine kids Dragons. would listen to. And so it's just two hours of little Mormon kids acting a goof uh, oh, to music just like so that. Pr- that's just so precious. <laughs> it's pretty great. And then you go and then you go to to the YSA Singles Dances once you turn eighteen, you can start dancing with the adults. Um, and 18's the cutoff. 18's the cutoff. Yeah, of you course can't, it's you, eighteen. Oh, you, yeah, you can't go to the youth ones if you're over eighteen. You can't go to the adult ones if you're under eighteen. Okay, got it. It's a good um, call. I would say, probably. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. But also, there's a specific reason
1: why it's eighteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. not a good reason. No, no not at all.
2: <laughs> and uh, but so you think, okay, now I'm going to this dance where it's all adults. It's gonna be better, and it's fucking not like, it's worse. all it's all the adults doing the same dance moves that the kids would do and everything like that and you're just like come on dude what's going on dude that but, is so great i am so glad that
1: i didn't grow up in lds because I, I mean <laughs> i mean i that doesn't mean i don't want to be such a hard dig so it's sorry okay. um, but the comparison of which like conference dances to me and if you were to talk to anybody i grew up with they would be like oh yeah chris was a fucking fiend for this shit like mm-hmm. that's what his whole thing was i would show up early like a fucking idiot
3: you'd warm up i would oh yeah <laughs> dude i would be
1: so excited it was so much fun so social and everything and you you would see you know all the hottest cousins and it would be great <laughs> you know and it would be super fun you'd have a you'd you It was just, rude uh, that you said that when i took a sip of beer that's not okay <laughs> uh, but No, it was such a great time, so much fun, and we learned, like, great songs. Like, now, what we've uh, actually talked about, and I'm assuming that there's going to be some people from Pinesdale who are currently listening to this. If you're a person from Pinesdale and you have become disillusioned with the group and still want to do, like, a conference-like dance, but everybody is doing all the same dances, but we allow alcohol, that would be such a fun dance. Let's get back into it. That'd be great. Let's all be debaucherous sinner apostates together.
2: Opa. Anyway. Opa. I say go for it. Dude, you guys should come. I'm all in. I could get down with a bolo tie. I feel like anybody can get down with a bolo tie. I, you know, I would agree. Moose, what's your, what's your take <laughs> on the take bolo on tie? Bolo ties? Yeah. Uh,
3: I mean, it's a string. I, I wouldn't wear one in uh, if, if I was worried about getting choked out. Cause that's it's just too easy well, I mean, that's true I feel if like, any, you're like I feel
1: like any tie is yeah. like that
3: oh yeah
2: that's actually a uh I don't know if you guys listen to the Lex Friedman podcast but he always ends every podcast well with a poem but also the question if you're in a street fight uh like tie or no tie like would you rather have a tie on or no tie and you get a lot of different answers the best one I had heard is. Like, if you're a bouncer or something, you have to dress formal, just wear a clip on tie. I'm like, oh, there you go.
3: Nice. The clip on works. Yeah.
1: Anyway,
2: that's that little story. So,
1: <coughs> Moose, I got a question for you. Shoot. What was your favorite part about growing up, LDS?
3: I would say eating the bread in the back before we would pass out the sacrament, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Because I'm hungry as shit. You know we don't eat before church. Cause... Oh yeah, because
2: guys it's fat. Well, I mean also on fast Sundays. Yep, dude. On fast, dude, Sundays, fast Sundays, that's oh, we, we would put me. we would put Nutella on the sacrament bread that wasn't eaten, and we would just eat it all. <laughs> was it blessed? Uh, it was blessed. Uh, you have post-blessed bread <laughs> so with Nutella bread. It was great. Bro. Oh, you're so, going to hell for that one. Probably. <laughs> probably,
3: dude. So you guys would just munch on the bread in the back? Yeah, dude. We'd munch on the bread in the back, and then we would just, like, pretend to take shots of, you know, the little tiny cups. and Yeah. And not really, but I, I definitely the bread. So yeah, you guys the, are, okay. The good would potato you, bread. Okay, so
1: to for those who don't understand what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, administering the sacrament. Indeed. And the sacrament uh, I'm so glad it came up organically because we had a moment just a few nights ago where we said the sacrament prayer before we took shots of vodka, or sorry, tequila. Tequila. Um, and uh, it was a very cathartic moment.
2: It me. was. It was very... Uh, I thought about it while I was falling asleep. I'm like, I'm definitely going to hell now. But it was... Was that healing Was you know? It was a good time. Know? Yeah, it was very cathartic. And I, I actually, now looking back, really enjoy that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... Passing the sacrament in the LDS Church is different than it is in the AUB. Can you run us through what or how it works in the LDS Church, just so people know?
3: Yeah, I mean, you uh, so you get everything prepared, and then it's underneath, it's on a, um, some sort of like altar, um, and then it's underneath a white sheet, you have cups of water and uh and then bread and then during the prayer you have one person i believe two people um, looking at the prayer and sit, one saying the prayer and then the third or fourth we we usually had four people that would pass out the sacrament the other two would be uh tearing the bread apart mm-hmm. during the the first prayer which is the prayer to to bless the bread and then you know you pass is it, it.
1: it's bread first then water I it believe. is bread first
2: and then water yeah yeah, yeah. it's been a while you only had <laughs> two people passing your sacrament we had
3: four total but that's crazy. two to so
1: the bread. two blessing one says one for the bread one says the one for the water yes. correct yep you we, switch yeah. you switch okay that's the same from the aub as well so that's similar mm-hmm. um but one thing that is dissimilar is that you guys had those small little little plastic cups yeah
2: plastic they used to be paper but now they're plastic
1: yeah so we did not have those oh what we had um it's been discussed on the podcast before is uh we just had very nice crystalline glasses um that were washed you know kind of ceremoniously to my understanding uh if you're hearing sirens in the back uh it's it's uh
2: Christ's police is coming. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's
1: uh, the the Christian drones that have been circling above the Purple House (laughs) have radioed to the cops, and they are coming to get us. Um, This is is... the end of pilgrimometry. I'm so (laughs) glad you guys have been (laughs) paying attention. (laughs) Uh, No, we're recording on my front porch uh, and drinking beer, and it's very nice. So anyway, delightful. Anyway, so uh, we had just cups that everyone would take, a sip from so it was like communal like like, to the max like a goblet Not a, I mean yes, a goblet, but not but in a not goblet like shape. A, got it. It's not Indiana Jones. Dang, that'd be I cool. Wish, that I would so be cool. wish I <laughs> so. I
2: would. I would get four wives right now. <laughs> I <Like. laughs> <laughs> <Damn. laughs> live polygamy just for the sacrament. Just dude. for the sacrament. Just to drink dude,
1: out of a goblet. That'd be cool, that'd dude. Be I feel so like funny.
3: herpes would be rampant,
1: dude. It's so funny that you say that because like most of the people I grew up with are very anti-vax, but when whooping cough would come through the community, they would not pass out sacrament. Because they knew that it would be so contagious that everybody, if they took sacrament, would fucking get Get it. Oh, no. So they're so anti vax, but they're also like, no, we can't because it's contagious. It's like, if you got the vaccine, it would be a problem. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, insane. But anyway, so yeah, we would all just take, we would do the bread first, very similar to you guys. And we would have this very nice, you know, ornate plate that had the broken up bread that was homemade from a lady in the community. It was such good bread. Oh, it was so good.
2: (laughs) It was my favorite part of every Sunday. It was like, like the the bread bread was always so good. I liked it uh, for our sacrament, because we would never, I mean, we would once in like three years have fresh baked bread, not often. But uh, you could always tell like, it was going to be a good week when one of the rich families was designated to bring the bread because they'd bring in like prime like grandma sycamore's white bread oh hell it's yeah, so tasty you're like fresh franz bread and we're like yeah nice and then you get the poor families and they bring like wonder dollar bread. general wonder yeah. bread yeah and Some it's bullshit. like dude wonder yeah. bread man it's hey. like what would jesus say if he was having this as sacrament hey, you
1: you know what i can guarantee jesus would be like thank you so much for getting bread that's true so uh, you know facts but also, that, that that stance is valid. Of like, I don't want this shitty ass bread.
2: Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like
1: <laughs> once I've got a taste for this real the real thing. Yeah, the I stuff don't. That you got to, you know the. <laughs> I don't
2: want this stuff that was made in a machine. You know. I, yeah, dude. But I guess they're all made in machines. But oh well. But uh, anyway, so we would have uh, we
1: would have fresh baked bread, and it was so good. We would all partake of you know the bread, and then at the very end, you would have like just kind of like a pile of crumbs. And it was always the responsibility of whoever was administering the sacrament to take the rest of it and then eat it as a kind of like, we're not going to waste this type of idea. right? So then they would go back and they would just get bread until everybody has taken or partaken in the sacrament. Um, And then they would bless the water and then the water would be handed out in just pitcher to cup, cup to mouth to mouth, to mouth, to mouth, to mouth, to mouth with just one cup. Oh. Not just one cup, but, like, every every person had one cup, and then that's what they would do. They would just go all the way to the end, go back, refill, go back and forth. But since everybody had already partaken of the bread, when you get down to the very bottom of that cup,
0: oh. it's just
1: everybody's backwash. Ew. Like I, I'm, oh, I'm Like, I'm literally having, like, it, like, that's it, so it, like gross. it's just so nasty. They call it sacrament stew. Oh. And, uh... So, when if you're administering the sacrament, it was always just the worst because it is the expectation that you're not going to waste any blessed liquid. So, at the very end, it's your responsibility. Somebody's always taking it.
3: Knock it
2: back. Knock it back. Yeah. So Good motivation to get to church early instead of the front. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it yeah. is. There are and dude, and the
1: territorial like type of folks like you had you your family had your spot. We'll be right back with pligonometry after these messages. Pligonometry is brought to you by extremely sticky uh, masking tape. Uh, extremely sticky masking tape can be used for any sort of tupperware uh, used best with any sort of permanent marker or magic marker even though we do not subscribe to any sort of magic beliefs within the AUB Uh, make sure that you write uh, your first and last name and more than likely the the, your relation to your nearest patriarch Uh, that way you're not gonna be able to confuse the tupperware sticky tape extremely sticky tape Polygonometry is also brought to you by the five person snuggie. Yes, the five person snuggie, guys. I I am so excited for me to use my five person snuggie yeah, eventually. Um, I, one day, one day, uh, all of the one. What, I just need to live my life. I need to exercise the atonement a lot more, and I believe that at, at least one day. Maybe a few uh, women um, will be able to ask to be part of my family.
2: Five-person snuggie. It's the best for people who live the gospel. And, but, you know, it's best for uh, those who are righteous and uh, those who partake in the sacrament. And uh, all the temple doors will probably be open to them. <laughs> <laughs> five person snuggie get yours today
1: and now back to the show
0: <laughs>
1: and if you sat in your like different from your spot that was in somebody else's it caused like issues
3: oh yeah <laughs> you could feel that in the congregation that oh yeah are, like Get the elbows are coming like out that's
1: where we sit normally why are you
3: doing that there? <laughs> you trying to change over there
2: i never thought about it like that but now that i think about it my family always <laughs> sat in the same spot every single week at, yeah, s- yeah. at church even yep. even like what is today tuesday today wednesday? is wednesday so if on sunday i go to church with my parents i will not even have to ask where they are i'll just go and i'll sit and i'll, I'll know right where they are
1: dude we sat behind the Stokers. That's where we sat. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, we were like four or five rows back, pretty prime location, uh, left of the podium. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we um, were left too.
1: So, so yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a pretty solid spot. Uh, we had to walk pretty far down, so that means if you had to go to the restroom, everybody saw you go up. Right. Everybody, oh, everybody would see it. Like it's like, oh man, they got either some diarrhea or a UTI.
3: I was the king <laughs> of going to the restroom during uh a- during church. I mean, that was my go-to
2: move. My my parents wouldn't let me. They're like, you go before sacrament or you go after. You don't miss the whole meeting. I would have to sit yep. through the whole meeting.
1: Yep. Same yep. with mine. Okay. Oh, dude, I got a question for you guys. I've been dying to ask people this. Give me, individually, your top three church snacks. Oh. Are we talking like during when church? When, when you're a little kid. Something moves. to kind of keep you occupied because you, you're not you're not too stoked on the coloring books, mm-hmm. right? You, I, you've you colored that page of Nephi one too many times. E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Do you have your answer? Uh, uh, colored goldfish.
1: Colored goldfish. I mean, number one. I mean, diversity. Hey, you know, here we are.
3: Not in my church, I mean, but... Uh,
1: but what you did with the goldfish. I did. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I ups, was a trendsetter. I ups, would say, yeah. ups to you guys. Yeah, that's great. What are your other two?
3: Uh, animal crackers,
1: animal crackers, yeah. regular, uh, ones or the ones with the frosting the on frosting. Them. The frosting.
3: Oh. That's some good shit. I was going to say, dude, <laughs>
1: if I saw a family packing some frosting oh, animal man. crackers,
2: dude,
1: I'm just like, Whoa, big spenders over here. <laughs> right. They go to Costco recently. They could afford gas to get to Missoula. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, number three, number three.
3: Mm, it's got to go back to the bread. I mean, that's a, not when I was a kid though, but, I would just be munching on that bread every day after your sacrament.
1: A, after you were baptized, right? Yes. Was that the
2: expectation yeah. for you guys? Okay, yeah.
1: So that's same for us too. You don't yeah. partake in the sacrament until after you're baptized.
2: Oh, see, so you no, know, oh, that's, yeah, that's different. Uh, yeah, for us, it's as soon as you can ingest bread,
3: you it. You go
1: it.
2: for it. You go yeah. for it. Okay.
3: Yeah, huh. I wonder why that is. Why is it? Out
1: Maybe there? I'm
2: misremembering. Maybe I'm misremembering that.
1: I could be wrong. I haven't been to church be. in, in
2: in a very long time. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, like as soon as like a baby's six months, where it can handle bread, they're giving it bread. Sweet. Yeah. All right, Rob. Top three church snacks. Top you got? three. Number one, you got to go with the classic. Wait, 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 wait. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Number, three, two, one. Th- number three. Um, cheese its. Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. regular old cheese, regular old cheese. It's okay. actually uh, cheese nips, cheese nips. Ooh. Yeah, okay, bargain brand. Yeah, indeed, bargain brand. the bargain brand. They come in the circle. They're not as salty, uh, which is a little bit of a of a down for me. I thought that was my car. Perhaps, that I thought that was your fun. car that just probably drove past. That's I fine. know, um, but uh, yeah, cheese nips, the circle, not as salty, which isn't really my taste. But they're still, you know, they're still solid um so number three is cheese nips number three cheese nips number two is animal crackers but they're the costco branded collab with winnie the pooh and so they were winnie the pooh shaped and they taste different than normal the normal animal crackers they were great i don't know what costco's recipe is but it was fantastic costco brand yeah kirkland signature with winnie the pooh with winnie the pooh okay Animal Crackers. Those were amazing. Uh, There was always a family who had them, and we'd, like, deal them out. It was great. And then number one, the classic, Can Never Go Wrong swedish fish like especially swedish fish a, look at this
1: guy coming out with some hardcore geez. sugar especially for like sugar okay. after
2: what after easter halloween when everyone has tons of swedish fish like it's <laughs> it's a disaster <laughs> you'll find swedish fish wrappers everywhere they'd be like tucked in hymn books it was great you'd find That's solid i once uh so after sacrament when i was a deacon the you know the the area of the priesthood between 12 and 14 is our job is after sacrament meeting we'd have to go through the segment room and clean it up like pick up any garbage whatever and like there were a couple times where i found people who like wrote their testimony on a pack of swedish fish <laughs> at, like after a after a fast and testimony meeting and so they'd go up bear their testimony and i'd come back to where they were sitting and yeah it's a, a testimony it's a written swedish on the swedish fish, fish, fish that rapper. is so great dude. it's
1: fantastic dude uh there's a I love that. I I love when you bring up a sacrament meeting, fast and testimony meeting. Do you remember when Steven Solberg came through with Dry Bar I do. Um, I don't know if you were around for that, Moose, but uh, there's this comedian out of uh, Utah by the name of Steven Solberg. Shout out, Steve. Who has such a great bit where he compares fast and testimony meeting to religious open mic. And I think that's the truest thing I've ever seen in
2: my entire life. It is the best. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Like Like, having been to both, I'm like, fantastic It's the same exact thing. So
1: for those who have never been to a comedy open mic, I encourage you to go. It's amateurs just trying to do whatever they can to get the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> which is
2: the same as Fast and Testimony Meeting.
1: And they're amateurs at talking in front of people, which is the same, same. in Fast and Testimony Meeting. <laughs> uh, and he just goes down the list, and it's super great. Uh, but what was? is there a time or a, uh, an experience that you, either of you remember from Fast and Testimony Meeting that sticks out in your memory?
2: I remember one time, so I was that guy, it was like from, I was probably like 13 to 14 or 14 to 15, where I was like, I'm going to uh, every fast and testimony for, or every fast and testimony meeting for a year, I'm going to go up and bear my testimony. Oh was man, I, to do I, I think I've told myself that one yeah. or
1: two times.
2: <laughs> and so, and so I was like, I'm going to go up every month and I mean, eventually you keep saying the same thing. And so it got to like month 7 and I had just taken a trip down to Salt Lake City to visit or I guess technically Logan Utah to visit family. And while we were down there it was General Conference weekend. Um and one thing I found out if if anyone outside of Utah has heard of a Chuckarama, are you guys familiar with Chuckarama? Chuckarama, I'm familiar with Chuckarama. Yeah. yeah. So we went to Chuckarama on priesthood session of General Conference night. And after it was over, you know, all of the every priesthood holder in the world is there, and so we went to Churamah had dinner. I came back uh, that Sunday or that next Sunday and, and bared my testimony. And I just talked about vacation and how cool <laughs> and how cool it was seeing, you know, how cool it was seeing all those members at Chukarama at the same time. And I got off the stage, and uh, <laughs> it was my buddy's dad. And uh, his name is Ryan Rico. He's a great guy. And it was his dad. And he, he looks at me and he's just like, that was a silly testimony. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, I've never bared my testimony in a, nice. in a testimony meeting. Nice. He, he told that to me and I was just like, oh, deflated. But okay, whatever. And uh, so that stands out for me. I was just like shat upon. Then again, I mean, looking back, probably shouldn't have just talked about vacation the whole time.
3: But uh, uh, I yeah, like it was that. wild. That's awesome. What about you, Miss? Yeah, dude, we had this, uh, I mean, it, we kind of grew up in a small community like you did. Yeah. And there was, you know. What was the tam- name of your town again? So the church was in Everson, Washington, but like the town is Nooksack Valley. Nooksack Valley? The sack, yeah. Nooksack?
1: Nooksack How Valley. do you
3: spell it? N o o k s a k c k c yeah. k Nooksack. Nooksack. So, okay, but uh, yes. I mean,
1: so you had the regulars <laughs> <laughs> that that's a name that just makes me go, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, fine, that's a name that's how a many name.
2: how many indigenous people
3: lived there? Was it just white, oh, very indigenous, oh, okay. not in our church, but were you on the reservation, close okay. there was a reservation right nearby. there's two of', them, uh the Nisack tribe and the Lemmy tribe, okay, but we had this this old lady, she was probably i don't know sixty five She's losing her hair, and uh, she would <laughs> she would tell the same fucking story every that, single that's time. That's
1: the defining feature. Not only is she older, but she <laughs> is losing her hair. That's so. That's funny that it sticks out in your head. That's funny.
3: Yeah, she would just say, tell the same story about you know whatever about her grandchild. It was always about her grandchild. And you know when someone shows you a picture of their kid, and you're like, okay, I've seen the picture of the kid. Like I don't care anymore. <laughs> dude. It yeah. was that. But in her testimony every single month and it wouldn't change and so she would she would always set the bar really low so you know you could go up there and just just start spitballing and you'd be better than her testimony yeah better than who has testimony of the meeting
1: you know (laughs) that was always
2: that was was that a was that a thing that you guys
1: kind of like kept track of in your head to keep yourselves entertained
2: a little bit i i would uh like on a slow like there were definitely slow months where you'd get up and you'd hear like nine testimonies and you're just rolling your eyes the whole time. You're like, this is horrid. And then you'd have a one that wasn't as horrid and you're like, testimony of the meeting right
3: there.
1: It's okay. great.
2: So I feel like we need to make sure that
1: the context is given.
2: Maybe it's already been done on the
1: podcast. If not, it's worth repeating. The fast and testimony meeting, for those who are unaware, is the first Monday or the first Sunday of every month, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. first meeting of every month is a meeting where essentially the conductor of the meeting gets up uh, or the you know they say opening prayer they get the meeting started the um the conductor of the meeting says if, like gives a little talk or whatever does there's a music number then sacrament or sacrament then music right is it music then sacrament or sacrament then music
3: i know there's music before the sacrament but there's an
1: opening number a yeah. sacrament number and a closing number yep right mm-hmm. um and then for the bulk of the meeting it's just people who voluntarily get up on the podium and just bear their testimony and by that we mean just talk about why they think or feel or have the faith that that the church is true. Yeah. Um, It gets to be so long. (laughs) There are times where like you look
2: at the Uh, clock and it feels like 45 minutes has passed and it's been five and you're just like, this is horrible. Yeah. It's,
1: it's really, really tough. And if you've ever thought about, and the, 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 the comparison to comedy and open mics in that context is such a great, Uh, comparison because if you've ever asked yourself, man, I wonder what it's like to be on stage and not be funny. It's like, well, remember back to the times where you were a fasted testimony meeting and you saw a person just go up and not even get through their entire five minutes because they were just crying the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. That's bombing. That's (laughs) That's a testimony bomb. Yeah. Um, but then you also have the people who are like pretty like adept at talking and able to express themselves effectively while also like showing the emotion and like the passion behind what they're saying. And then it kind of moves you a little bit, you know, yeah. like you, you hear that and it kind of like gives you the what uh, what my uncle Aaron calls uh, the holy heartburn, <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know, Indeed. The, the spirit, the still small voice and and compels you to get up. Okay. Another question did you guys have the requirement of doing a two and a half minute talk in church?
3: I think it depended on age. Cause I know there were some people who would get up Okay, uh, and if they were younger, I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go that long.
1: Okay. So I guess more specifically of the question is, uh, was the two and a half minute talk a thing for you guys? like the concept of a two and a half minute talk
2: it was not for me most of ours like in my ward you wouldn't get asked to speak unless you were like older than 16 and then 16 to you know return missionary age to like 20 21 ish you're only you're like given a five minute talk they say do a five and then once you're older than that you're getting asked hey can you do 15 minutes can you do 20 can you do 30 it's very similar to comedy in that way they're like how long can you go
3: <laughs> <laughs> how much material you got
2: yeah how how deep in the spirit are you feeling today oh here and we so- go here's a here's a comedy religion
1: comparison question what's the what's the religious equivalent to laughs per minute
2: Mm, that's a hard question a, for yeah. me because during my talks, I would try and get a laughs per minute. Like I, you I try to make it funny. I like to, yeah, I like to think. Now looking back, I like to think of my talks that I would give during sacrament as my sort of intro to comedy, because I would work on putting jokes in there to keep the people engaged, and so I sort of based all of mine off of a laughs per minute. I'm like, okay, this will be a paragraph of doctrine. Throw a line in there. You okay, know I, have I, mean? a, I have a question regarding uh, that.
1: Was that instinct or compulsion to insert jokes into your church talks something that you just felt compelled to do? Or was it because you saw someone in church do that and get laughs with it and then you wanted to be like in some way or shape or form?
2: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it was something I was compelled to do just because I like making people laugh. I mean, I'm a comedian now, so it it all fits together. But also, well, I, I... mean, comedian. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, no, Rob's you know. very, <laughs> very funny. He's very funny. Um, but it's also, like, I know what it's like to sit on that, you know, stool or, you know, church bench while someone's giving the most boring talk I've ever heard, and I don't <laughs> want to be that
3: guy. I want to be don't someone be someone guy. wants to pay attention oh, okay. to. That's so, so funny. Yeah. For me, it's definitely, like, I saw someone do it. I saw a good talk where it was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's like sharing his testimony, but really he's, he's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I was
1: like, this is what I'm trying to do. There yeah. you go. You, you just tried to just get some goofs out yeah.
3: no matter the cost. And he was like, uh, there was a lot of truth in there, but at the end of the day, he just like was so confident, like just so confident. And that's what yeah. drew me to that, that okay. versus, you know, just, Oh, I'm, I'm just up here to share my testimony. To, oh, okay. You know,
1: I shared my testimony a few times. I was the conductor of a boy scout led church meeting one time. That was my first time ever hosting. Ah. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> it was so horrible. I hated it, but I tried to make it all right and funny, but I was, I got so bored when people were talking that I rolled up the pamphlet and I was like telescoping people in the crowd and just forgot that everybody in the crowd could see me. (laughs) So I'm just like off in my own goddamn world, just being an idiot, (laughs) just on, just on the front, like in that bench that everybody sits on behind the podium, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just sitting there, just like scoping people out in my stupid pamphlet telescope and uh afterward they said uh, i had a lot of people come up and said you looks like you had a lot of fun up there today (laughs) and i was like oh no it wasn't that fun at all it's like no we saw you got pretty bored and i didn't know what they were talking about because i was so oblivious
2: right did you guys ever have uh children's program sacrament meetings where the
1: kids would do everything where
2: every it was twice a month once in april once in october typically the sunday after general conference twice a month or twice, uh, a, twice year. a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like twice a month, once in April, <laughs> once in October, yeah. and I was like, man, this is a
2: crazy concept oh, yeah. in LDS Mormonism. No, yeah, twice twice a year, typically this Sunday, immediately after General Conference, um, where basically, you know, the, the conductor of the meeting goes up, starts the meeting, uh, there's an opening prayer. I think you go all the way up to sacrament. And then so sacrament happens, and then after that, every child under the age of... 12, I think it is, goes up on stage, and it's just a program of kids singing hymns, and you just listen to the most. Just hymn like, after hymn after, after hymn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like nursery hymns. So it's like, like I am a, a child, child of God. Yeah.
3: And He <laughs> has sent me here. Holy shit. We did that at the exact <laughs> same time. That yeah. is
1: amazing. It's Clink exactly. That, dude, that was incredible.
2: <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> uh, it's oh, exactly dude. like yeah, that. Michalikon. Holy shit. <laughs> and that was automatic, dude. Except it's literally, I mean, my ward growing up, we had like, we had like, eleven hundred members we had a lot of people eleven hundred we had a lot of people in my church not mine that's crazy dude okay
1: dude get the moose listen to this guy he's talking about swedish fish dude seriously he's got like cheese nips for snacks here dude he's he's riding the high life of mormonism you and i over here were like (laughs) yeah no oh i forgot to give my three for church snacks oh you did let's hear it okay top three church snacks this is you guys were telling me yours, and I was like, oh, okay, yep, definitely a difference. Uh, so the first one, because it was the only one, was Cheerios.
2: Oh, yeah, Cheerios are a slept-on classic.
1: True. Cheerios are one. We would sometimes, sometimes get gummy bears, and that was like, holy cow, we are balling out on this. <laughs> this is amazing. This is incredible. Right. And, you know, it's, it's really kind of weird. Looking back on it now, I don't know if this was a thing. I like to remember it in this way but just because it's funny in my head. Whether this is true or not, I have no evidence for it. So here we go. <laughs> uh, is that, like, there's a difference. <laughs> this is I'm trying to work this into a bit on stage possibly. Is that there's Rose Art kids and there's Crayola kids.
2: Ah, I would completely agree. You
1: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For a long time, we were Rose Art kids. But then something shifted, whether it was my dad had a good year teaching or, you know, building houses or whatever. Or, you know, my mom had took on more clients with her cleaning job or something. But we elevated to Crayola. Just, just a simple pack, the eight, what, 12, what, 12 pack, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was a serious shift in my church occupation, try to keep my brain busy game as a kid.
2: Very nice.
1: Yeah. So we went from Cheerios to, so that was to be number three. Number two would be Honey Nut Cheerios. Ooh. Big step up. Big step Massive up Massive elevation. Big step up. It was like, whoa, these are coated in some sort of honey glaze. Mm-hmm. you tell telling me a bee is right here telling <laughs> me this thing is, is amazing? Dude, I got a cartoon bee telling me this stuff is amazing. Yes, absolutely. Right? As a kid, boom. And then obviously gummy bears. So so what would you
3: guys draw during, like to keep yourself entertained? Yes. Okay. You got the, the coloring book of, of Nephi, but what would you guys, I mean, I would always just draw. Draw. What yeah. would you draw? Oh, dude! Just T- tell me. War. Tell me. It, war. Would, it, would, it would. always be like scenes of war. <laughs> scenes like, of war. <laughs> men jumping out of airplanes and okay, uh, tanks yeah. and yeah. I like, mean, that, that's just what I was like into. Like guns, like bullets, like yeah, going in yeah. different yeah. directions People to kill. guys. Yeah. yeah. If you look over here, the
1: plane actually shoots this magic bullet that kills these guys over here. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's
2: great. I had that as well. <laughs> Lots of decimation, destruction, t- yeah, <laughs> a, lot a lot of tanks. A lot of
1: tanks. A lot of tanks.
2: I uh I definitely had phases of what I would draw, just depending on the age. Like when I was I wanna say like fourth grade, fifth grade time, so nine, ten ish, I got really into drawing, and so I took like I took like two months of drawing classes, like cartoonish work. You and took so- you took
1: illustration so classes?
2: Hi Blade. You what? <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sorry. You what? He said, keep what it in the podcast. I said,
2: what's up, losers? And I said, keep that in the
1: podcast. Okay. okay. Do, you, do you have anything you want to say? I can get <laughs> you close to Here, why don't you tell me? Because we wanted to not bother you.
2: Because it's a surprise. Surprise, yeah, we're it's here. A surprise podcast. Prank house. Surprise podcast, bing, the prank bing. house. And dude, you've just been punked, house. Blade. Ashton's right over there. Dude, Ashton, Ashton, come out. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, dude. Good to see you. What's up, Blade? I'm gonna walk my dog. Have fun. Okay.
1: What you talking about? We're talking about uh, church snacks. Tur- what did you guys have for church snacks? Swedish fish. Okay. Yeah. Goldfish. I, I had uh, Colored goldfish. Uh, honey nut Cheerios. I was picking more fish. I was more fish. Yeah, I didn't have any fish in mine. Well,
2: that sucks. Because in the, the icon, the Jesus fish,
1: it would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that does fish make a lot more sense. Here. But they didn't really sell those. Nabisco doesn't really have a, a Jesus-themed cracker. No. Maybe they should. It'd be cool They don't know, they know their it. audience. Some unleavened bread. That's basically Cheerios, cheese nips. Basically.
2: Uh, uh, like the
3: octopus's little
1: uh, suction cups, so they're with the, the, the theme of the sea. the sea. The theme of the sea. So. Uh, oh, okay. So some octopus suction cup crackers. Yeah. Well, no, Cheerios. Oh, Cheerios. Cheerios are octopus suction cup crackers. Gotcha, 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 gotcha,
2: gotcha, gotcha. I'm following now.
0: This is why...
3: Yeah, well, I'm glad. What cult were you raised in, Blade? What uh, cult were you raised in, Blade? The army? What do you call it? A laissez-faire. <laughs> laissez-faire.
1: <laughs> Blade? Blade's trying to be smart over here, dude. Blade.
3: Ooh, the economy. Ooh, the economy. <laughs> money.
1: Ooh, dollars and cents.
2: Ooh, look at! I'm I'm Blade. I think I'm Thomas Paine. I'm gonna go walk. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go walk my dog wearing a Doc Hammer shirt. I have two Ooh. headphones and
3: two headphones. Right.
2: Well, now that they know you're wearing a Doc Hammer t-shirt. Blade is wearing a Doc Hammer t-shirt. He has two headphones in. He's all black. He has
3: lost one of his headphones. He's looking very
2: Jon Snow at the moment. Uh, He is, and his dog Frey is looking very cute. So anyway, I would not draw. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would not draw war. I took, like, illustration classes for, like, two months.
3: So you're drawing all the hot singles in the war.